people will never remain free if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Praise Yahweh and pass the ammunition. Restoration Hour with Pastor Eli James. Well, if you're not willing to fight for your vital interests, what good are you? <laughs> you're no good at all, right? So, uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Restoration Hour here at Eurofolk Radio. And uh, today is May 25th, 2019. Uh, Co-host today is Doc Waterman. How are you doing today, Doc? I'm doing pretty good. All right. Very good. good. Yeah. And uh, our main theme for today is going to be an article by Arnold Kennedy entitled, That Unfortunate Word, Gentile. And I've been wanting to do an in-depth study of this subject for quite some time. And uh, many of our shows on Eurofolk Radio have mentioned this, how this word Gentile is a problem. And actually, the word should not even be in the Bible, but it is. And most people use it and have a concept of the word Gentile that is really not scriptural. But before we even go into that, uh, because, Doc, uh, you, maybe I should ask you, what do you believe, or how do you understand the word Gentile? What does that mean to you? Well, of course. It means (laughs) us white people. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, non-Jews. Non-Jews, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the, the, the word Gentile is used by the Jews to designate all non-Jews. That's how they use it. Okay. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's not how the Bible uses the term. So that's a fictitious definition. But before we get into that, uh, uh, do you have a, an update for us on the Ukrainian? Because the last couple shows we were dealing with the situation in Ukraine. Uh, what's going on there before we get into the main subject? Oh, well, uh, there's a lot going on. Um, the, police, uh, the, the the push or the coup, if you want to call it that, that seems to be kind of trendy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> having uh, coups. It has collapsed, of course, in the Ukraine. And uh, not only was Biden's uh, son involved in sucking off all kinds of gas profits. Now that Putin has gotten control over um, the Ukraine by default, in other words, all he did was just lay back and kind of like Muhammad Ali on the ropes, let him bang on him Mm -hmm. and waiting, waiting for the right moment. And of course they collapsed. And so Poroshenko and the the coup-placed president's gone. He poisoned the cabinet by taking his cabinet with him. There's a lot of openings. There is a lot left for the Kazarian U.S. cabal to go in and take 
Okay. However, it's already collapsed. Okay. The problem, All right, so the problem with the huh? So you're saying that the the European Union installed government of Ukraine, you know, which is of course the Rothschild government, has collapsed. And so, what, what do you see taking their place? Actually, we've got to identify the two mafia players. Oh, okay. The two mafia, the two, the two, the two mafia groups. You know, you have, you know, you have a different mobs. You know, different mm-hmm. families. Right. The European uh, cartel was not actually the one in charge. The coup came from uh, Israel, the Kazarian cartel, and the oh. U.S. neocons. Okay. They're the ones that That's for orchestrated sure. this coup. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And what has happened was um, they tried to cut deals with the the uh, Europeans. Now, here's what went on, of course. It's split, right? The eastern half got mad at the western half, and they yeah, said, you why are you it. trying yeah. to make us do this and this, so forth? Yeah. Remember when they said that Russia overran with tanks and threats of nuclear bombs and took over Crimea. Right. Well, that's not how, of course, that's not how it worked out. I mean, that's not how it happened. Actually, they had an independent election and it was what? I can't remember. 96%, wasn't it? Voted to go back home to Russia because they all spoke Russian. Yeah, in eastern Ukraine. Yeah. The eastern part of Ukraine. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, on the eastern part called Crimea. Down there uh, has access into the sea there. But anyway, um, of course, uh, Russia took it and wasn't going to give it back. They didn't say they basically took it. The people that were in uh, culturally friendly territory with Russian culture, speaking Russian and so forth. Right. In Ukraine. Yeah. Were, or, yes, they were forced to go into Eastern Europe with the Marxist-Leninist Bolshevik communists. Right. They didn't like that. Right. So when yeah. that all started falling apart in Ukraine, the Crimeans voted real quick and said, come get us back home, Russia. We want home. And they did. Yeah. Well, okay. everybody thought that was an attack on Crimea. Nobody fired any shots at those people. Anyway, you know that. Right. Here's what's yeah. happened. Now, the European Union... I said, well, because Russia did that, they then cut off trade to the Europeans. So Russia cut off the gas All right. to the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And to so the rest of Europe, of right? That, Didn't they yeah, threaten to okay. uh, cut off uh, gas to Europe, Western Europe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, okay. that stream was completely shut down, and they went, oops. So that's when Biden's son supposedly came in and they wrestled some other kind of gas business into the country. But that country was being sucked dry by the corruption of the Biden neocon uh, mafia group again. Right. Mm Because that's who did the coup. Right. But Russia played it uh, very calmly and helped supply the uh, freedom fighters and eastern Ukraine with enough to at least fight a little bit of a battle. Okay. And they held their own. Now, the Poroshenko coup-led regime by the State Department with that idiot Jewish princess from the State Department. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, the uh, other uh, idiots out of the Obama administration have lost their hold on that part of the world. Okay, that's now, good. What has been, yeah, so what has happened? Well, Israel has lost. Oh, yeah, Paula Newman. Paula Newman, I think, was her name. The uh, Yeah, Newland. Newland. Yeah, Noodleman. Right, Noodleman. Right. Yeah, we called her. Yeah, we make fun of her. Right. Well, she's in trouble. She's part of the investigations now into the, oh, I guess you could call it the Russian probe. But anyway, the new attorney general's got her in his sights. You're going to see her popping up here soon on some paperwork. But anyway, okay. that's all over. So now what's going on? Well, now that that's over, the EU said, hey, Russia, how about you and I being friends? And so the sanctions that were placed by the EU on Russia are lifted and they're in full trade now. Okay. Now. This is to help Russia, and it is to help the eastern half of Ukraine. And more than likely, you will see deposed another neocon crew into Ukraine to try and hold it together, but they'll fail. Okay. They're going to fail. They won't, they won't make it because they got the wrong administration in. He doesn't want to go there and do anything. So anyway, it's going to be gone. Right. He doesn't care about that okay. place. Uh, well, quick question. Wouldn't it, uh, I think mm-hmm. you and I broke this story before anybody else, that the whole coup, yeah. that, that the whole change in administration in Ukraine in, in, in at that time, I guess it was two, four, 2014, was in fact a neocon coup and that uh, right. it, it's all it's all bogus. And that we and we right. predicted it wouldn't last because there's so much corruption going on. There's no way that this Ukrainian government can last. So, uh, have they capitulated mm-hmm. and uh, you know made friends? Are they making friends with Russia because the corruption is so great that they can't sustain a government? They can't yet because they still get funds from the central banks. But okay. Russia has still won a victory in Europe. The win is evident because Germany and in Italy, even Ukraine is beginning to melt. And, you know, they're trying to dump the U.S.-led sanctions because mm-hmm. they failed. Okay. So what's happened That's good. is they found out basically Russia was not there to conquer anybody. Russia was not, of course... Uh, we're yeah, not an aggressor at all. Why did, yeah. yeah. Why did they pick on Russia anyway? Well, they picked on Russia as the bad boy because they were the ones. Let's back up a little bit real quick. Before the fall of Russian communism, it was Jewish Bolshevism. Right. And the Jews were were running the government. Eighty percent of the government was Jewish. When it broke apart. The men that were in control of those powerful positions, or you could say departments of the, you know, energy, departments of military, departments of, uh, yeah, of even food, the press, even finance, the press, all those became, yeah, all those became what we then labeled later as oligarchs. Right. Jewish oligarchs. It was just enough. And, and they wanted to be called that because they didn't want to be identified as Jewish. 
That's right. They didn't want to be called. So they were oligarchs. So there was probably about nine of these. There, there was one guy, 35 years old, and he had four and a half billion dollars. Mm-hmm. And he was running, and he was running Lucos Oil. Yeah, well, that's the one he got his hands on. Well, of course, he was found later. How so? So this group, this mob group, was dictating to Russia what to do. In other words, even though the communist Bolshevik style of control by the Jews had failed to do its job, mm-hmm. they maintained control through this cartel mafia style crud called oligarchs. Right. And they were mobs. They were yeah. literally the mobs. People were suffering under these Jewish mafia figures. Yeah. This was after the collapse Yeltsin, of the Soviet Union, you're saying. After the right, collapse right. of like, uh, 1980. Yeah. Yeah. And Yeltsin was kind of put in there as a pawn. He was very controlled by uh, these oligarchic Jews. Right. And he began to realize that he had lost his honor. <laughs> and he literally just, no, he did. Yeah. yeah and he right. decided he was going to actually do something about it. So okay. he, he had one month left in his uh, tenure presidency. Right. Uh, 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 and so Yeltsin said, I'm resigning with one month left and I am appointing. And he appointed his replacement who happened to be, guess who? Yeah. Putin. Putin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and Putin, a lot of people hated him, but Putin had to become heavy handed. He did not. He went into a meeting with all the, quote, oligarchs, and they were trying to dictate to him what to do. And he turned around and said, blankety blank on you. You know where to shove it. Mm-hmm. We're going to do something different now. And if you don't like it too bad. Because he had, before he got in office, had a few friends to help him make this. He is a nationalist. Right. He is not, uh, uh, he is not a globalist, he's nationalist. So he was going to take care of Russia. Okay. He got rid of the oligarchs. He got rid yeah. of the oligarchs. Yeah, and, and that's, that's good. why everybody hated him. Well, a lot of people suffered through that transition because oligarchs were wetting a lot of hands. Some of oh, them, yeah. of course, are in mm-hmm. ex- exile. Many of those that are in exile, guess where they're at? Oh, Israel. <laughs> yes, of yeah. course. And America. America is a second uh, <laughs> sanctuary for the Jews. Yes, right. in, in London. London, mm-hmm. London a, yeah. A, a mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, uh, what you know now, let me ask you if Putin has this much power, and there's only this one guy, and he's an oligarch, and he's in some foreign country for years and years. Do you not think that if Putin didn't want to, he could have had him, you know, oh, yeah, die uh, arrested, yeah, arrested or executed? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. see, that's what Jewish oligarchic Marxists do. They kill their opposition. That's right. That's but right. That's not what he did. He said no. that you can get the hell out of here or stay here in prison the rest of your life, but you're mm-hmm. uh, in trouble either way. So okay. now he's trying to bring about a republic-based 
uh, and it's not a Duma. Everybody calls it the Duma. There is a Senate. Mm-hmm. There's another legislative branch, and they 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 do horrible things like saying if you're going to work for a government as a senator or what you would compare as a congressman, you cannot have more income that we audit mm-hmm. than your pay. If we find that you have more money than your pay coming in and we don't care if it's coming into your great, great, great granddaughter. You're going to jail. Okay. In other words, so no bought. conflict of interest. No they conflict be, of interest. Yeah. Yeah, they can't. They can't be bought. Okay. Feinstein's bought by China. <laughs> right. Bought by China. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then a guy in 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 Michigan, the the the, the uh, congressman up there in Michigan, he is a Republican, but he has been bought off because he has a tool and die company that he sends the work out to China. For. Right. Right. And he hates, yeah. and he hates Trump because Trump says we're getting rid of your company. <laughs> okay. So this is, uh, you know, uh, internationalism, globalism versus nationalism uh, front and center with, Pu- with Putin being well, the, the one na- nationalist yes, let's put it- in power. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And let's put it this way. Uh, we're not going to have any kind of leader that's supposed to be uh, the kind he's supposed to be until the king of kings comes right. back. Right, okay? of course, yeah. And then we have what you would call a theocracy under the proper kind of mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, under Yahshua Messiah. Right? Right, exactly. Yeah, sure. the kingdom. The kingdom. Now, yeah, the, yeah. Oddly, and, oddly enough, Russia is the closest to <laughs> that kingdom now. Right, they're I, more I'm Christian in America, talk. that's for sure, or, or Europe. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, look, I've been in Russian, I've been in uh, communist countries and hauled off for bringing Bibles in before the wall fell, uh-huh. and they hate Bibles, or they Amen. hate Amen. the Bible together, you know? Yeah, but not and anymore. Not, not, at least the Orthodox no. Church is flourishing in Russia right now. Get, get, well, get this. Russian schools allow the bible in as textbooks wow that's that's glorious <laughs> that's wonderful now, all right now yeah now is is that bolshevik not even hardly no of course not it's anti-bolshevik yeah 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 well that's so, good we're that's not excellent seeing, all i'm saying is that for us in this thing you might call the ci remnant there isn't going to be anything we really approve of until the administrator shows up, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, Yahweh's so laws have to be want, enforced. Right. Yes. So mm-hmm. what? Yes. And so what we want in the meantime is some kind of reprieve, so that we might more have more time to do what we are called to do, and that's to edify each other and get right. more woke up. All right, I think I'm going to move to Russia, <laughs> right? <laughs> Where, yeah, although you never know. I mean, the the Orthodox Church has never really gotten along with the Western Church, but but that was primarily because the Catholic Church uh, has ruled over the centuries, yeah. you know, and then we had oh, to split. And they you know. have, yes. Go ahead. Now yeah. here's what's funny. In Ukraine, when the coup happened, one of the things we didn't discuss was that the Orthodox Church, get this, they split off of the Russian Orthodox and decided they'd have their own head. 
so they really? started kind of like a sec. Yes, they started their own kind of second dogma of uh, orthodoxy. Uh, the Ukrainian they didn't like the Russians. Okay, so you're saying a Ukrainian yeah. Orthodox Church split off from the Russian yes, Orthodox? Yes, okay. Sir. Yeah, because they didn't want Russians telling them what to do. Well, okay. that's your Kazarian influence there. I see. I see. So, okay. That's yeah, yeah. probably going to go away. That's gonna probably going to go away because yeah, it's bogus. That's totally bogus. <laughs> now Poroshenko has left. You know he's. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, his right. Entire coalition is. Yeah, he's uh, and and his coalition's been disbanded. Mm-hmm. The U.S. Israeli uberlords that are left there with empty chairs for their little frontier kingdom is in ruins. And, That's good. But they do have one thing in their favor, if it's still there. There was 33 tons of Ukrainian gold. <laughs> so, you know, oh, my goodness. that probably went. Wow. Yeah, into the Rothschild prob- warehouse. In- <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. right. No doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's actually very good news uh, coming from so Ukraine. What got is now we have to now we have to. Let me tell you this: when I was captured, I was in Eastern Europe, and those Orthodox and well, you could call it Protestant factions of mm-hmm. that country, which right. had me underground. They were hiding me underground. Protecting you? Yeah, they were protecting you. The, yeah, mm-hmm. they were protecting me. When I, here's what happened: I got caught just as soon as I landed on the airplane. The military surrounded the airplane. And this is an L-1011 jumbo jet. Yeah, a big jet. So they hauled me <laughs> off, but I, uh, yes, but I hauled, they hauled me off, but I escaped. And then I found the, we made, I made contact with the underground and they kept me safe. So here's what was going on. Those people, they know, get this, this is going to blow you away. They know who the Gentiles are. <laughs> okay. They know, okay, they All know right. who they are. Well, that's good because, you know, uh, the shows we've been doing with Pastor Martins and those South Africans, the Boer people, who know that they are Israelites, not Gentiles, okay? And so right. this, this knowledge is increasing throughout the world, although it's gradual because the the fact of the matter is the brainwashing regarding the idea that the Jews are Israel and we Caucasians are so-called Gentiles, that brainwashing has been so powerful in the last 100 years or so, maybe 150 years, that uh, just about everybody in the world who calls himself or herself a Christian believes that the Jews are Israelites and we are Gentiles. That's the common well, belief. Created, that, that, that teaching has created in the U.S. government, psychopaths like uh, John <laughs> right. Bolt, Jack, Jack, oh, John Oh, yeah, Bolton, Bolton right, yeah. Feinstein. Right, yeah. Now, the, the vice president believes that. So wow. we've got some psychopaths that don't know right. any better. That's right. But but what's nice, what's nice is we don't have a Bible-thumping president, so <laughs> Pence isn't. You okay. Know, he's not like yeah, like a, uh, yeah, like Bush was, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, Pence is Bible-thumping. He loves right. the Jews. He, yeah. He, he gets their feet. He's a Zionist. Day. He's a now, Zionist. Trump, yeah. 
Trump doesn't do it because of religious reasons. He does it for money. Right. Probably okay. as soon as the Jews quit giving him money, they yeah. his enemy, right? <laughs> so. yeah, maybe we'll see. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, well, that's very interesting. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's it's odd and uh, encouraging that Russia, after seventy years of communism, has done an yeah. about face and is uh, becoming resurgent with Christianity. Of course, it's Orthodox Christianity, but nevertheless, it is Christianity, not Judaism. Or Judeo Christianity. Well, we might have to do a, a study in the future as to what extent uh-huh. Orthodox Christianity, Russian Orthodox Christianity, uh, is Judeo Christian. But I don't think it's very well, they're much. On a, they're in a good okay. start. They hate. They absolutely hate the Catholics. So they're all right. That's good. That's a good start. Right. 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 <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that, that that's a good segue but, into. Hey, now, let, let's, let's put this. As, you know. Uh, they are very, very ethnically white. Oh, yeah. It does not mean that they are a Israelite nation. Hey, we're not going to have a kingdom of any country run like we think they're supposed to until he comes. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, father, the father is just using certain players on this chessboard, and it's for our good, and we have to understand how that landscape looks for you me and the rest of our men of israel know how to navigate the landscape for our people's good that's Mm -hmm. why we need to know this yeah yeah well i mean all we can really do here at eurofolk radio is to keep Mm -hmm. preaching the truth and uh, you know, keep people up to date right. as to what's really happening versus what the Jews say is happening, right? Real news versus Jews yeah. news, right? That, that's that's what that's we're right. all about. And uh, you know, and then uh, preach the kingdom. So uh, so right. let's at least they've got the gut. They've got the guts to keep the fake news out of uh, Russia. Uh, they won't tolerate it. That and the pussy riot group. Yeah, they were arrested. Naked and runs into yeah. Oh, they're they're arrested. Homosexuality. If they have a parade with those stupid L B D G T X Y Z M. Yeah, right. Yeah, faggots. Right, the faggots. Those pervert parades. Police show up and guess what? They get they arrest them and they get beat up too while they're getting arrested. That's good. Usually, that yeah. So. At least, at least, what we're seeing is some display of moral code, right? From Putin, nothing to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. yeah. It's a Russian Orthodox Christian morality. That's that's what's sure. happening in Russia. That's good. That's a compared to the debauchery. Yeah and degeneracy that we're seeing here in America oh. as a result of Judeo-Christianity. I mean, they're worlds apart. the very apart. thing you're going to talk about today, the very topic you've got today, mm-hmm. is what needs to be told to the, yeah, uh, the Gentiles of America. <laughs> from, yeah, preach so from the pulpits. This, yeah, well, you're preaching to the choir, right? Right, tonight. sure. And you're hoping that maybe one of those idiots that's listening from Langley or down there in Arizona or there in uh, 
Alexandria, whatever. Right. CIA, FBI, yeah, right. Homeland Security, (laughs) right. ADL, SPLC, right. Yeah. They haven't got the memo that they're supposed to leave us alone yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're still doing it. Yeah. Well, the more we, you know. Maybe they'll get it. Yeah. The more we conform to Yahweh's laws, the more the hurt is going to be on them. Uh, Obviously, our purpose here at Earfork Radio is to wake our people up to who they are and and why. There's another thing, though. There is Mm -hmm. a very, very important thing that has to do with judgment of what we're getting ready to do tonight. So we are going to tell this reason why we have this major problem. It's basically because people don't know who they are, right? And who the enemy is—that's the main thing. That's mm-hmm. what this you word study too mixed is all about. up, right? But when when they hear it and they're told, guess what? They have now got no excuse, right? So they can, well, they can now be judged. We won't be the judge. We may not even be the executioner, right? Because the angels might yeah. be you know, the executioner. Yeah. Uh, but what we're doing is we're delivering like uh, the prophets of old the news. Mm-hmm. And if they want, Ezekiel. they want to choose to be you know, on the wrong yeah. side of it. That's their problem. Well, guess yeah. what? They have, no, they have no excuse now. Yeah. But we're covered. Ezekiel says that uh, we are to preach the truth. We are to shout the warning. Okay, if people heed the warning, uh, that's uh, that's good for them. If they don't heed the warning, that's bad for them. We have done our job by shouting the warning. Okay, so that's so tonight, what we're supposed to this do. Word that you're going to cover. Yes, this word study is perfect because it's the very core. It's almost like what makes America corrupt and how. Can it be so controlled? It's kind of like talking about the core issue of the Federal Reserve. Oh, Theologically, yeah. what corrupts the church is this word. Right, Gentile. Who, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into it. Uh, the uh, document is called That Unfortunate Word Gentile by Arnold Kennedy. And feel free to you know jump in at any point. To make you know comments or observations, uh, the their introductory comment here is the Hebrew and Greek words, which are sometimes translated Gentile, have both pagan and Israelite connotations. The idea that the now word, mixed, yeah, well, yeah, it's confusing. That's the problem. It's very confusing, yes. and uh, we, but we're here to clear up the confusion. The idea that the word refers only to non-Israel people comes from the translators, and actually it comes from the Jews themselves, who took their lead from the Latin Vulgate, whose interpretation of Gentile was one who was not of Rome. What the word Gentile has come to mean is not the original meaning and therefore not the true meaning. Okay, so I'm going to go quickly to a document at anglo-saxonisrael.com because I'm going to be quoting a Greek scholar, a Latin scholar, William Smith, William Smith, and uh, a Dictionary of Greek and Roman Antiquities, John Murray, London, 1875. And this is what he has to say. Okay, go ahead. Before you start that, 
it was you said that this came a problem because of the Latin Vulgate. Right. Give us a time frame. When did that oh, sneak in? What I, time was that? Uh, my guess is around 300 A.D., 300 to 400 okay. A.D., something like that. Okay. When the Catholic no, Church we, was we, coming we, into being. Right. Exactly. When the okay. Catholic Church came from uh, the steps of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, <laughs> right? Poker. They were yeah. playing poker one night and said, "We've lost our congregation. We're going to yes. start another religion." They still exactly. have to give us money to get saved and well, that's, talk to us to do it. Yeah, it's an excellent point, Doc, because Catholicism is actually Phariseeism with a Christian disguise. All right. So basically well, they, had to re, they had to do something. <laughs> yeah, well, false priests. They're false priests pretending to be Christians while the Pharisees are Jews who hate Christianity. But you know, your guess is as good as mine as to which is worse, the guy who's pretending to be your friend or the guy who says I'm your enemy. Right? So who's worse? You know, yeah, who's well, Okay. Uh, I I would think the sneaky guy would be yeah. You know, at least you've got a choice with one, right? Right. Yeah. So, uh, no. So the Catholic Church has pretended to be Christian for the last two thousand years or so, and it is not. While the Jews have pretended to be Israelites for the last two thousand years, but they are not. Okay. So this is kind of what we're yep. dealing with. All right. So in this article, I, I briefly discussed the word Gentile. The word Gentile is deceptively used by the rabbis as an antonym of Israelites. Okay, so a Gentile... When they were playing with the Vulgate Latin when they started all their little mm -hmm. stuff is when they redefined, gosh, what are we going to call these people? Right. And so this opposition between Israelite and Gentile was actually begun, according to Arnold Kennedy, by the Catholic Church. And it was picked up by the Jews. And today, nobody uses the word Gentile except to mean non-Jewish. Right? But here's, uh, let's see what what? The, what the word originally meant, okay, by the Latins. Thus, uh, for the term Gentile, that is, uh, for anybody, uh, Catholics and Jews, the Gentile means non-Jew. But this is not at all what this word means. First of all, it doesn't belong in the Bible. It is actually a Latin word that means kinsman. So the original Latin meaning of the word is kinsman, not non-Jew. Okay, because what we're talking about is the, the in the Hebrew, the word goy simply means nation, although it's translated as nation or as Gentile. But Abraham, yeah, I mean, this is very confusing. Back to you. Go ahead. Yeah, with this thought, Putin said, we... Anglo-Saxon white Europeans of Russia right. must fight for the freedom of our people. That's what he Amen. Just recently said. Amen. Yes. Yeah. He's he's Ooh, a good he's guy. On <laughs> he's on the Southern Poverty Law. Oh yeah, right. 
Yeah, he better no watch out. Wonder <laughs> hated her, hated him. You know. Right, right. Okay, so let's get back to the uh, Hebrew and Greek words. The Hebrew goy and the Greek ethnos both mean nation. That's all they mean. They don't mean non-Jew or non-Israelite. They don't mean anything like that. They simply mean nation. Abraham was prophesied to be a father of many nations, a father of many goyim. Go ahead. Do you mean that that's where nationality came from? (laughs) That's right. It's biblical. Right now, who are the internationalists who are trying to destroy nations? Well, you could okay. call them the, 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 the you could call them the mutt nationalists, <laughs> right? No, 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 the, the mutt, muttonists, because they're not nationalists, you know. Right. Well, they do have a country called Israel, but uh, their primary thrust throughout history has been internationalism and opposing well, the na- reason, nationalism. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, Until they Zionism. Never, they, the reason. They don't have any land. They never were given any land because their descendants squatted. Of the vagabonds. A couple uh, hundred of them. Yeah, well, yeah. they landed on Mount Hermon or Herman, whatever you want to call it, and said, this is ours and we're going to beat the crap out of you if you don't cooperate. Uh, that's not being given land. That was taking it oh. over. That's squatting land. Right, they're Why squatters. They yeah, the fallen angels were squatters, and so are the Jews, <laughs> right? And they don't own that know, land right. called Palestine either. All right, so uh, continuing. <laughs> so the Hebrew goy and the Greek ethnos both mean nation. That's all they mean. There's no non-Jew or non-Israelite connotation for either of those words as defined in the original languages, Greek and Hebrew, Okay. Continuing, the identity of the nation in Scripture must always be determined from the context of the passage. Consequently, the definition that the Jews employ, namely non-Jewish, is a complete fabrication that has no origin in either the Hebrew or the Greek. It is a self-serving definition which suits the rabbinical deception that the Bible is about the Jewish people. So this is a deliberate deception using the word goy to mean non-Jewish is a deliberate Jewish deception designed to create the impression that they, the Jews, are the Israelites of the Bible and all the rest of us are Gentiles. Okay? Yeah, this is why we this is why we should uh, quit reading our uh, Hebrew and sounding like uh, the slobbering uh, breath of a Yiddish speaker. It's <laughs> right. a disgusting sound. <laughs> right. The Yiddish sound. Come on, let's let's sound a little Yeah, bit and Yiddish English is not Hebrew. Y- Yiddish is uh, like Pig Latin. <laughs> pig Latin. There you go. All right, now here here's what William Smith, the Latin expert has to say. Dictionary of Greek and Roman Antiquities. Gens, genos, from the Greek, meaning, you know, uh, g- genetics. That's what the word, that's where we get the word the genetics course. from, okay? How about but, that? Yeah. All right, this word contains the same element as the Latin genus and gignos. We're talking about genetics, okay? So when you and I think of genetics like a, a genotype, 
is that people who have the same genetics or different genetics? Right? I mean, okay. I mean, come on, folks. This is not rocket science. There's trickery going on here. And is this a Greek? Well, because, a, go ahead. The reason why the covenant was given to Adam and all of his kind or his descendants was because the original covenant or the uh, those squatters, those 200 that we read about in uh, – What's that extra biblical book that we read it out of? I can't remember. Oh, the apocryphal, anyway. one of the apocryphal books, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Enoch. Enoch. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, those were all uh, those were all male. Uh, right, the fallen ones. Down. Yeah. So uh, he locked the covenant in a gene that had to come from Adamic male. Right. And that's and that's kept us uh, separate ever since. So yes, from pretty the, smart, right? Yeah, from Cain seed line, which is of the fallen ones. Yeah, and yeah, and uh, Esau picked up and married into it. You know, so these Edomite Jews are really of the fallen angel seed line. There's no doubt about it. And Jesus himself and John, you are of your father, the devil, <laughs> is what he says. Oh, right? wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. So that means who your daddy is makes a difference. It does make a difference, right? Uh, Obama. Who, who, Obama, who's your daddy? <laughs> right. He doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't hey, Bill, know. Bill Hey, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton, who, who's your right. daddy? All right. Okay, so getting isn't back it, to the word it, gens. have seen all these bastard yeah. boys that became Oh, yeah. They yeah, mud. Yeah. They uh, don't know mulattos. who their daddy are, is. Exactly. Yeah, they don't yeah. know who their daddy is. Yeah, and a lot of Jews don't know who their daddy is because they go by the mother, not the father, as the Bible prescribes. Of course. Right? Okay. So, that, so. Those, poor kids of, those poor kids of Trump. Uh, got a, <laughs> right. Well, yeah. There's a lot of confusion there son. too. Yeah. Well, his youngest son will be okay, but those others, oh, they're already in uh-huh. trouble. Yeah. Right. Too many Jews in the Trump family. Right. All right. So, Jens, according to William Smith, means primarily kinship. Kinship. Uh, someone who's of the same race, tribe, or family as yourself, all right? So how does a word which means someone of the same race, tribe, or family come to mean its exact opposite when the Jews use the word? I mean, how I does... know, I know, <laughs> right. I know, I know how. Uh, okay. You have a devil come in and, and tell you the absolute opposite. <laughs> right? So you just and have confuse you. devil say, Surely thou shalt not die. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, you'll have eternal life. Right? But, uh, yeah, that was the lie. That was the first lie. Okay? Recorded in Scripture. Yeah. And this whole and lie so about the, Gentiles is one of the, uh, Jew, another Jewish lie. That's what it is. Okay? Sure. And, of course, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> right. and so we get, there was no apple in Genesis. Don't so, use that simile, Doc. <laughs> so, so we get, well, the apples that we did get kept being bad apples. Right. right. 
Exactly. All right, so he, uh, William Smith continues. Gens sometimes signifies a whole political community as gens or gens latinorum, gens campanorum, etc., though it is probable that in this application of the term, the notion of a distinction of race or stock is implied, which means that the original word gentilis means a specific race or stock distinct from other races or stocks. Okay, so in other words, you're a kinsman. It's a, it's a, it's a term of equality of, of a given people, you know, genetic equality or, of a given people. Or mm-hmm. belonging to a specific nation, not just a nation. A specific, yes. A Very specific nation. A specific race, Okay. Uh, the words gens and Gentiles have a special meaning in the system of the Roman law. Now, here's where we're getting into how the Romans use these terms, because these are Latin words. Gentile is not a Greek or Hebrew word. It's a Latin word. So we, we're trying to find out how did the Romans use this term before it was brought into the scriptures by the, uh, the Roman Catholic Church. Okay. Cicero has preserved a definition of Gentiles, which was given by Scivola, the Pontifex, and which, with reference to time, must be considered complete. Those were Gentiles, according to Scivola, number one, who bore the same name, let's say, Israel. Okay, we all, the 12 tribes all bore the same name, Israel. Number two, who were born of freemen. Of course, we're talking about the Romans who were born free. Three, none of those whose ancestors had been a slave. And number four, who had suffered no capitis diminutio, which I guess is a diminution of status. So, and then there's also the definition of Gentilis by Festus, quote, that is called gens alia, which is composed of many familiae. Gentilis is both one who is of the same stock and one who is called by the same name. So the idea of the word Gentilis in the Roman, in Latin, is one who is of the same race, tribe, or family, not someone who is of a different race, tribe, or family. Okay? So the Look, question... Let me, let me tell you something. Okay. Let me All tell right. you something that's really funny about uh, funny about what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Judaized Christians in America think of Jews as as a lot or a group, and they're Jewish. You're right. Period. Yeah, Jews as if they Jewish. were a race, right? So one, so, <laughs> they're not. Yeah. So one of them did. So one of them did one of those Jewish Holy Land tours, so she could get ripped off, or what we <laughs> would call gypped. And uh, she came back going, oh, did you know there's two kinds of Jews? I didn't know that. And I'm going, I hope this goes where you need it to go. (laughs) Right. Oh, there's two kinds. 
they're Sephardic. And <laughs> okay. Up, you know, I'm right. Going, uh, you, you don't even have a clue what you're talking about, right? Yeah. So, I mean, she does, but she doesn't know what she's saying. Yeah, she has if no she deal. Would listen to herself. She would realize it's obvious one has to be a fake. Right. But she don't get that. Yeah. Right, but it's a well. But we it's know they're both, yeah. but both fake. But w- right, one exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, one should be fake because uh, they're not the the ones that never were lived in Palestine should obviously be a fake to her, right? But they're not well, because that's why they've ripped ripped the the word Kazarian Empire, which has mm-hmm. lasted three times longer than the United States out of the textbooks. They're no longer there. Right. You, know? you want to talk about them. <laughs> right. All right. So my comment here is the Greek ethnos means race or nation. That's the definition given in Strong's Concordance, which I will quote right now, uh, 1484 ethnos, probably from 1486, a race, for example, a tribe. Okay, so if the word ethnos means a race or a tribe, how can it mean the opposite, meaning not race or not of the same tribe? You see how the confusion has arrived by (laughs) saying that the word Gentile means not when it means the same? Now, to me, as a forensic, uh, uh, you can get into analyst, uh, you yeah. know, the order, origins of words, right? Yeah, um, that's and, what you have to do. And if you do, you have to do that. And, yeah. And when you, yeah, and when you do that, and you do some forensic work, what do you find? You find this has been a lie all along. Mm-hmm. This whole thing. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, I'm, yeah. So I'm looking at this is the Miriam Webster's 20th Century Dictionary, unabridged. Gens. Wow. Okay. And in ancient Rome, a clan united by descent through the male line from a common ancestor and having both a name and religious observance in common. So the implication in is. Male. Male. Yes. Yeah. The implication is sameness, identity of race, not difference. Uh-huh. Okay. Number two, any tribe or clan, especially an exo exogamous group, reckoning descent only through the male line. So the Romans picked up on the Israelite, that is the Hebrew tradition of reckoning descent through the male. Now, the Jews reckon well, this, their descent through the, the female. This begs, yeah. This, and this, yes, you're right. This begs that very question. You just said it. So yeah. why do they go by the female lineage in their calculation of lineage? Or because they're Gentiles. <laughs> because they're not Israel. Right. right? Okay, it all begins to make sense. Once you know who you are, we are, and who the Jews really are, they're not Israel. Okay. But why would they pick a female side as opposed to the male side? Yeah. Well, uh, why? Yeah, it's a good question. Because why? Well, the question has to be the fact that they can't 
because that would confuse them with an Adamic seed. Mm -hmm. And they don't want anything to do with right. patriarchal. They, they want you and me, and we do this today because the Latin church conveyed to us, you must have holy matrimony. <laughs> holy <not> mackerel. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now the definition of Gentile. Yeah, now this is interesting. Again, this is the Merriam-Webster Unabridged Dictionary. The first definition is any person who is not a Jew. How do you get that definition from what we found out from the Roman and Latin usage means a person from the same race, tribe, or family? So how did the word not I know, get in there? I know exactly. I know exactly. Okay. Uh, the the Jews bought off the rights to the dictionary. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, they, they bribed Merriam-Webster. <laughs> they bribed Mr. Webster to change the definition. Okay. Now, so here's your some... Safest, your safest... What is it? The 1835 Noah Webster Dictionary? Isn't that the year? Or well, 55? I can't yeah, remember. I don't know when this one was published, but it's an updated you know, Webster's Dictionary, right? Okay. Number... Yeah, second definition. Okay. One. Now, That's it's interesting... Four, number two, formerly among Christians, a heathen or pagan. So there was a time when Christians used the word Gentile to refer to non-Christians. Yes. That definition has absolutely nothing to do, to do with the original meaning of the word either. Actually, it has nothing to do with your faith. Right. And that's what they moved it into was using it as a, uh, they had to have a transition period, see? So mm -hmm. they made them use it for a pagan faith. Yeah. And then they started locking it in to uh, what they wanted later. Mm -hmm. But they had this morphing period so they could make people, because everybody wants to give some kind of pagan some nickname, of course. <laughs> right. We have to be righteous yeah. and stick our nose in the air and be better than a pagan. So let's call them whatever. So yeah, Gentiles. <laughs> Pagans, yeah, heathen. Okay. Gentiles. Now, interestingly, the third <laughs> definition here, among Mormons, any person who is not a Mormon. Okay, well, that's kind so of what I was talking about. well, I'm a Gentile in the sense that I'm not a Mormon. Okay, <laughs> so yeah. that that word applies correctly to me, but I'm not a Gentile in the sense that I'm not a and not an Israelite. All right, so well, this the word, word the, the very words, the very first three letters of that word come from the very roots of our DNA. So exactly. How did <laughs> So how does it come to mean well, the opposite of your DNA? To mean so, in well, other words, you repeat a lie enough in a dictionary right. by a bunch of Jewish-owned <laughs> publishing houses, you're going to convince everybody that yeah, right. You repeat right. the lie often enough, people begin to believe it. Right. So That's this right. word Gentile, and uh, you know, many times on Eurofolk Radio, we have said that this word Gentile does not belong in any Bible translation because of the word is so confusing. It has so many different definitions, virtually all of which are in conflict with the original meaning of the Latin word. All of them. 
<laughs> all of the modern meanings are completely, in other words, what they've done is they've taken a word, let's say, you know, when we go to a, a stoplight, the light turns green and we go, but we're being told that the light turns red and yeah. we go, <laughs> right? And when it turns green, hey, can we you stop. Imagine, can, can you see if you start a transition of reversing that, think of the oh, disaster. Oh, man. Yeah, think of the disaster. That's exactly what this is. It's a disaster. It is. It's a spiritual disaster. Mm -hmm. A total disaster. It's, now, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, Kennedy says this is, we haven't even got to the first paragraph of his article yet, you know, because this is, this is such an important subject. There are conflicts, Arnold says, within the common belief about Jews and Gentiles. The common teaching is that the Jews are Israel and the Gentiles are everyone else. Part of this is obviously not valid because the words transliterated as Gentiles in both Hebrew and Greek are also used of Israel. And the fact of the matter is, Doc, when you see goy or ethnos in Scripture, it's almost always a reference to Israel, not to non-Israelites. Okay? So this idea that when you see Gentile, which is not a Hebrew or a Greek word, when you see that appear in your Bible, it's it's deceiving you. It's tricking you into thinking that, oh, a Gentile is a non-Israelite. That's absolutely false. It's absolutely false. It couldn't be more false. It's a lie. It's a trick. All right? He continues, we can discover that the Jews cannot equate to all Israel and that some Gentiles may be Israelites, <laughs> right? And I just stated that virtually every case where the word nation, whether it come from ethnos or goy, in Scripture is almost always a reference to Israel as opposed to non-Israel, okay? Because the traditional teaching... Go ahead. And this is the very reason... This, by the way, happens to be connected word etiology, meaning mm -hmm. the origin of words, uh, to that little thing they put on the Catholic Church called gar gargoyles. They're connected <laughs> to this whole word study. Right. We'll talk about that later, though. Yeah, well, uh, he gets into the origin, where does the word Gentile come from? Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. You bet. The purpose of this article is to make an examination of both the words Jews and Gentiles. And I put the link to this article into the chat room. This is a very important article, folks. The Unfortunate Word Gentile by Arnold Kennedy. And uh, I, I recommend uh, Eli, everybody. Let's, let's yeah. Let's give an audio, uh, let's document the location in audio. And if you go to www.hope-of-israel.org forward slash unfortunateword.html. Mm -hmm. There you go. We've right. given them what they need. Okay. Right. Or you can just search for it in your browser, Arnold Kennedy, the unfortunate word Gentile, and uh, many different sites you will bet. pop up. Okay, so this is a, an extremely important article that every Christian, every Christian in the world should read because they need to understand who and what a Gentile really is. Okay, okay, there are two parties in the New Testament. That there are two parties in the New Testament does not mean to say the two parties have to be Jews and Gentiles. 
in the way that this is taught. Rather than that, the existence of the two parties confirms what is taught in the law, yeah. the Psalms, the prophets about two the division. Parties. Yeah, the division of Israel into well, two kingdoms. Well, We're, you know what? It's real mm -hmm. interesting that, uh, I know this isn't really true, but it is interesting that the uh, Jewish-controlled uh, political landscape has two parties. They want a two-party system. Right. They don't want a three. They don't want a they <laughs> no, want two parties. Yeah. It's too hard to control three parties. <laughs> That's why they only want two. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. So what he's saying here is that w what happened is that the house of Jacob, all 12 tribes, got divided into two houses, the two-tribed house of Judah and the ten-tribed house of Israel. And uh, But even this, the word Gentile cannot be used to describe that differentiation, that split, okay? Uh, so uh, even that is invalid. Rather than that, the existence of the two parties confirms what is taught in the law, the Psalms of Prophets, about the division of Israel into two kingdoms from which arose the house of Israel and the house of Judah. These two houses are shown in prophecy to be a continual vexation to each other with a wall of partition between them until they are reconciled together under the New Testament. These two parties of the Old Testament are clearly the same two parties in the New Testament. All right? So in other words, what he's saying is that in the New Testament, there is no division between Jews and Gentiles. There is only a division between the house of Judah and the house of Israel. That's what he's saying. The, the, but the vast majority of Christians believe that the Old Testament is about the Jews, but the New Testament is about the Gentiles, right? No, 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 no. The Old Testament is about <laughs> Judah and Israel, and the New Testament is about Judah and Israel, period. <laughs> no Gentiles. Okay? Right? I mean, it, it's it's funny because the confusion is so widespread, but it's obvious that this all this whole teaching is false. So he says, asks here. Well, the, the Latin the, the Latin Vulgate and this heresy uh, paralleling the Catholic Church tells you exactly where the Catholic Church came from. Right. It tells it, you exactly. Well, this is good. Uh, he says, well, he asks the question, where did Gentile come from? The word. The word Gentile originated from the Latin Vulgate translation, where the Roman doctrine claimed that Rome had inherited the promises made to Israel. That is the Roman Catholic Church. Not, <laughs> not pagan Rome, obviously, right? So that that's is, why they raided the Parthenons of some of these uh, Greek gods and put them around uh, the Vatican to... Oh you know, yeah, there's Hercules, and they're they're supposed to be saints, you know. And there's right. a statue of Hercules renamed. Right. Yeah, and we uh, earlier mentioned the Pontifex. The Pontifex was the pagan title uh -huh. of uh, the emperor as a god, the Roman emperor as a god. Well, the the Pope still <laughs> retains that title, Pontifex, Pontifex Maximus, right? The Pontiff. Okay, so it's the Roman Church has always been a combination of paganism and pretend Christianity. It's never been real Christianity. All right. Okay, so the Roman Church had so supposedly become Israel. Even more recently, Pope Pius XI reinforced the saying, "Quote spiritually, 
we Christians are Semites, unquote. Now, let's substitute the word actually or really. Is it possible that by by becoming a Catholic that you can become a Shemite? Is That's it po- a special genetic change? There, <laughs> right. Know. So when you get baptized by a, a Roman Catholic uh, priest, you, your DNA changes to Shemitic DNA? Is that what happens? Yeah, you uh, lose that Scottish nose and it all right, there you go. You come up looking uh, totally different. You look totally different. Yeah. This is, so if, this is what Pope Pius XI like is actually... You go in as a nice F-35 and you come up a B-52 bomber with big flaps on the side. Yeah. So uh, the inference of the word Gentile in the Roman Catholic context is one who is not of Rome. Okay, so in other words, everybody who has not converted to Catholicism under this original concept, is a Gentile. So this idea was created by the Roman Catholic Church, and then it was picked up by the Jews to mean the same thing. So in other words, the Roman Catholic Church, you're either... Let's let's back up. It wasn't picked up by the Jews. It was actually made by their kin who were already the church, and they continued by, you know, letting... Judaism pop up as another cult, right. and they became buddies. That's what happened. Well, yeah, they're, they're very similar. Uh, basically, because uh, Judaism is a religion based on rituals. What is Roman Catholicism? And, and, you know, and they go nuts because the Catholic uh, Pope wants to play footsies with the Muslims. Mm-hmm. Well, and the Jews, the Jews and the, mm-hmm. and, the, and the and the Muslim people are half the other family. Why should you get right. upset about that? You know. Okay, so here is his explanation of how this how this transition took place. In the English translations that were based upon the Latin Vulgate, this Latin word, namely Gentile, has carried on with a similar meaning, but instead of meaning not of Rome, it has become to mean not of Israel. In the minds of those whom Rome and Israel were synonymous, there was no difference. To be of the Roman Catholic Church was to belong to and be part of Israel, supposedly. But the Roman Catholic Church was a universal church, meaning it it incorporated all races, colors, etc. So, well, this but is where that, it completely detached itself from it any did, kind of of reality. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Any kind of DNA or anything by this exactly, point. exactly. So the word "gens," which we found out means in the Latin, the original Latin, mean the same race, tribe, or family, has now come to mean its exact opposite, meaning not of the same race, tribe, or family. You belong to. You're an outsider. Now, how in the world can you have a word that means both a and not a at the same time. Well, You're see, either why Israel so or you aren't. You can't be both at the same time. This is why it is absolutely so hard for Judaized Christians to get their head around this because <laughs> it is absolutely diabolical. It is the complete 
opposite of what they've been taught. Mm-hmm. And it's the a truth big is, job. Yeah. That's a big job. They literally have to take their head off and put it back on backwards. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, mentally. Right? You're reminding me of Alice in Wonderland. Right? Every Judeo-Christian is like Alice in Wonderland, and nothing is real because the language yeah, they've been yeah. raised with is totally it's either false or confusing or both. Okay. Now today in the geopolitical landscape, we're having people go, I can't believe I live in this world. It's so weird. Everybody's saying <laughs> right. All this. It's getting weirder too. You know, it's getting weird because these people, this is who they are. Yes. They are not psychopathic, demonic hordes. And this is their world that they make up. And you and I are sitting there going, whoa. And it's because right. that's not ours. It's right. not our world. Okay, so now here's what he says, and we'll see how the Jews incorporated this false logic. To be of the Roman Catholic Church was to belong to and to be part of Israel. Okay, this is what the Roman Catholic Church began to claim. The Jews have done the same thing. They have decided that we are Israel. Okay, to be Jewish is to be an Israelite. So if you're not Jewish, then you can't be an Israelite, right? That's that's the logic. But Rome accommodated right. all races, and so do the Jews. In actuality, the Jews are not a single race. They're a you know they're a composite of very different people. They're not a single race. Well, once once the pure fallen angel genetic code was polluted by who they mixed with. Right. Hello? Oh, hold on, folks. It's, uh, it's oh, like taking a racehorse and crossing it with a draft horse. Uh-huh. You're not going to get something at first that looks like an Anglo. Okay, yeah, you're, you're not going to get a racehorse. You're, you're going to get a mud, no. a, a mutt. You're That's what get you're going to get. Mirrored thing now, as as these demonic cords, generation after generation, begin to infiltrate the Anglo-Saxon world, they become disguised that's right because it's a disguise code but they have in their lineage a daddy which is not adam and so mm-hmm. from there on they're in doo-doo right now those people they may look a little bit anglon and anglo size some of them do but they're and but their daddy <laughs> is the their devil daddy their daddy is the devil is the devil that's right that's what a Jew is, a, a person whose daddy is the devil and whose mommy is some pagan goddess, <laughs> right? Okay, he continues. Rome accommodated all races that could buy citizenship. And the well, all... now, that's exactly what you see, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? But that's what the Pharisees did. They made proselytes by profit. You had to pay the now, Pharisee to be a proselyte. That's right. Now, okay. All of these Catholic cathedrals, Catholic cathedrals. Right. Let's go over to the last one that got burnt down. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Now, there, there's a lot of talk about what was going on in that cathedral, which was very, very sacrificial, pagan, hmm. ritualistic stuff. Right. And there's other things. Sacrilegious. Like, uh, Sacrilegious, I think, is the word you want. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. And uh, I think it's not symbolic of Western society corruption. <laughs> right. I don't think it's that at all. I, yeah. I think it's a sign that uh, the Catholic Church is burnt to the core. <laughs> right. It's, it's gone. The Catholic Church is done for. It's toast, no doubt. Right. Yes, okay. So, but Rome, he says, calls herself a universal church with a universal pontiff and is the originator of both modern and ancient universalism in the Christian religion. So that's what the word Catholic well, means. It yeah. means universal. So it can't be exclusive well, to know, Israel. They think, they think, the demons think if they keep saying it enough, it'll actually become true. Well, I mean, that, that's, how, that's how the big lie works. It's true in the minds yeah, right. of Judeo-Christians who believe this lie that the Jews are Israel and the rest of us are Gentiles, when the fact is it's exactly the opposite. If you're a white Christian, well, you are an Israelite, and the Jews are the Gentiles, the non-Israelites. Uh, Jew, modern Jews today are brainwashed. <laughs> so they are Christians, will, right? They even, they even believe their own propaganda. Uh, there's six million killed in the Holocaust. That's it, period. End of story. Yeah, yeah. They're psychic. They're psycho, they psychopathically pass on their their sick, sycophant mm -hmm. falsehoods. Their make believe crap. Right, that's and what they, it is. And the only reason they are so vehemently involved with it, that's all they got. Right. No, it's just, the that, big lie. They have to that, pursue the big lie until the bitter end. Mm -hmm. Because the end is going to be very bitter. <laughs> it's going to be very bitter for them. All right. All right. So the Latin meaning of Gentiles is confusing in its own right. It does not mean nations. The Latin noun gen means a nation and is equivalent to ethnos in Greek. However, the word Gentiles does not come from the noun, but from the adjective gentilis, which means of or belonging to a nation. As all Paul's writings are to Israelites, not to Jews, but to Israelites, he uses ethnos to refer to his outcast kinsmen of Israel because that is how they were addressed in the Old Testament scriptures. Remember, the ten northern tribes were divorced by Yahweh and were scattered throughout the Greco-Roman world. Okay? These people, no one even tries to call these people Jews. They're still Israelites, and they were not uh, destroyed. They continued to live in the Greco-Roman world, but they forgot that they were Israelites. These are the people yep, that Paul is addressing in the New Testament. He is not addressing non-Israelites. Okay? <laughs> this is how the Bible has to be understood. The fact is the vast majority of Christians in the world today have no idea especially if they're white Christians, that they are, in fact, Israelites and the Jews are the imposters, right? It's all backwards. Well, this, tells us, this tells us why he went west instead of east. 
Mm-hmm. There, there was, there, there was no. Yeah, because that's where the Israelites were. There. Well, there, mm-hmm. uh, there was no Israelites in China. Right. You know, or Africa. Why would you right. go there? Right. He didn't go there. Yeah, exactly. So he continues, the Latin distorts and obscures these facts, and we need to check its context every time it appears in the text. All right. So basically the distortion, the confusion came in with the Latin Vulgate that brought this word Gentile in. It should have never been used to translate either goy or ethnos because it doesn't mean Nation, it, it, it's been used to mean a non, an outside nation, a foreign nation, when in Scripture, both the Hebrew and the Greek words refer to one's own nation, not some other nation. Okay? So, how the word Gentile is misused. And here he quotes several sources. In both the Hebrew and Greek, there is no word even approaching the way Gentile is used today. In the concordances and commentaries, we can see the influences of the religious teaching of the day and age where the Roman influence is manifest. So Strong's H1471, Goy, a foreign nation. Now, how can it be a foreign nation if, if Abraham was told, you will be the father of many nations? Does that... How, is it say? Is it saying that his offspring will be foreigners to himself? It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's utterly ridiculous. Strong's fourteen eighty four. That's the uh, uh, Greek ethnos, a race, a race, not a foreigner, a race. That is a tribe, and then they add specifically a foreign. That is non Jewish nation. Well, that's that can't be because Abraham's descendants have to be Abrahamites, okay? Judah's descendants have to be Judahites. Jacob's descendants have to be Jacobites or Israelites. They can't be non-Israelites. So this idea that the word ethnos is means non or foreign is absurd. This was added by the translators, okay? And uh, a couple more here. We must remember that concordances give past usage rather than definitions. But within these, we can see part of the true meaning like of the same habit and tribe. And here are some more uh, objective lexicons. Thayer, quote, a multitude associated or living together of the same nature or genus. Same genetics. Uh That's the correct definition, folks, of ethnos. Vine denotes firstly a multitude or company, then a multitude of people of the same nature or genus. All right? So, the Hebrew goy and the Greek ethnos mean the same genetic composition, not different genetic composition. So how in the world does a word which means same come to mean different through, uh, as history goes along? How does how does that happen? It's ridiculous that yeah. some, something like this happens. It's called in, it's it's called infiltration. Yeah, right. Distortion, lies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
Okay. So do you know what the word infiltration? Is? <laughs> right. Yeah, to to yes. pretend to be to to blend in, pretend to be the same when in fact you're different. Yes. Okay. And that's what the Jews have done. Now they have not only infiltrated, they have actually stolen our identity to the point where mm-hmm. real Israelites think they're Gentiles. I mean, the uh, right. the, the tactic is genius. It's absolute genius because and it so has why worked. Why is it that so many of these politicians are so ruthlessly angry, red in the face, slobbering on themselves about our Constitution? <laughs> right. That's all pretense too, right? It's because it's because they cannot stand the fact um, that something came uh, from a white father of a nation or a group of white right. men. Mm-hmm. They hate. They hate everything they stand for. You know, if they, if there were white fire hydrants in these towns they wouldn't paint them they would refuse to use them or they'd paint them something else you know they just can't stand it absolutely and you know what you know what this is they can't even help they don't even know why themselves their genes have finally made the full round there is a syndrome i wanted to tell you this earlier Where genetically, when you go through a cycle, a certain general number of generations, the original propensity becomes intensified hmm. later. Okay. So the devil comes out in more the devilish. More. <laughs> the devil becomes in other words, a, right. So I think you'll well, understand it when I say it this way. Mm-hmm. If you have demonic genetics. Right, and it's watered down by an Anglo-Saxon. It's going to be buffered a little bit. A little right? bit, yeah. But now, as you begin to try to purify your genetics by, oh, you can't marry that 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 white yeah, Shiksa. You, you can't marry that, that Shiksa. You, you got to go marry a Jewish woman, <laughs> right? All right. Now you can have sex with him all you want, but you cannot marry him. All right. <laughs> right. <laughs> You got to have Jewish children. Yeah. Yeah. And at that that, time, it it begins to multiply the genetic propensity of that scorpion to even sting more or Mm -hmm. the snake to bite more viciously. So now is that time. Well, it's it's really obvious. It's obvious that the Jewish people feel Mm -hmm. that they have gained ultimate power and that they are no longer hiding or even pretending that uh, that they're really Israel. Many rabbis have come out and said, you know, well, we're Edomites and the Jewish encyclopedias admit it. So uh, let's uh, let's not pretend anymore. Let's just do, let's just be what we are. (laughs) All right. You know, a lot of people get mad at our own people because we haven't organized in a way to systematically get rid of them. But he has not given us the unction and or the ability no, he to hasn't. get our crud, our crud together. Not on our good. own. Yeah. Because 
because we don't know for sure who they really are. Right. We're not supposed to be the we're not supposed to be the judge. That's somebody else's job. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, Hitler tried, but he failed because he didn't re- he didn't realize the biblical proportions of this conflict. Oh. Okay, it's not yeah. merely racial. It's spiritual, as one of the quotes said. It's spiritual as well as physical and racial, okay? It is. Okay. And If he had had that perspective. Oh, the biblical perspective. He would have won. He would have. It's kind of like, and I'm going to miff some people off here, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's kind of like having uh, white nationalists without a spiritual understanding of who they are. Right. They're going to get the job. They're only going to get the job half done. That's right. That's what happened with Hitler. He only got it half done. That's right. Right? But Yahshua is not going to be half track. done. They're He's going to get the job done completely. Yeah. yeah. Right? right? Right. Okay, so here, right. just a few more quotes, and uh, we'll see if Daryl calls in. If he doesn't call in, maybe you can hang with me because uh, we're about uh, maybe a third of the way through this document. He says, let us look at some Old Testament scriptures where the word goy and goyim are used. If we apply the logic concerning Gentiles for these words, meaning Gentile as being a non-Israelite, we can see the ridiculous conclusions that could be reached. Remember that goy and ethnos are used of Israel as well as of other races, but they're almost always used of Israel exclusively. Genesis 12, 1 and 2. Now the Lord said unto Abraham, and I will make of thee a great nation. Okay, which is goy. Now if the definition that we've been given is non-Israelite, especially if, uh, or non-Jew, right? So the, the Jews claim Abraham as their father, but if they use their own definition of the word, it would be translated, I will make of thee a great non-Jewish people according to their own <laughs> definition of the word, right? See how sure. silly this is? How crazy and confusing? Genesis 17, 5. A father of many nations have I made thee. Would these be non-Jewish nations? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's how they define the word. Right? So this is an example of yeah. how, you know, uh, you're, you shoot yourself in the foot. When people, well, it's, uh, it, we're, we're, well, these are contradictions. This yes, is they are. When you learn the truth, yeah. they all are contradictions. Now, if you are a prudent student and you are trying to be objective, you will come to understand that all on your own with the Holy Spirit helping you get there. Yes. And it happens. And it does happen. It's very rare, but it can happen if you're trying to really get the truth. Now, the bottom line is that means you have to be extremely unprogrammed by the demonic effort of these um, uh, Protestant churches, if you want to call them uh-huh. today, because they're so, I mean, there has over the last uh, uh, presidency, uh, I should say 30 years, we're talking about the Clintons, Obamas, mm-hmm. and Bushes. There, ha- there has been a a huge change in the in the Protestant churches and a twenty five percent drop in attendance because they just some people just cannot tolerate it anymore. You can't they tolerate can't the contradictions. It. 
They can't tolerate the contradictions. Yes. That's the bottom line. Religion, even though it's religion, or, or they call it faith, it still has to make sense. And if it doesn't make any sense, people just leave. That's why there's no young people going into the Christian uh -huh. churches anymore because none of it makes any sense. And just they're more brainwashed. Believe. Yeah. The younger generation hasn't. They have a lot. Uh, well, had they respected elder elders, but we've had the um, generation, you could call it the 60 hippie groups, they lost their way, and their kids were then, that was over for their kids. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, Chelsea and the descendants of the Bill Clinton era and that uh, generation, you could call it the baby boomers. The kids of the baby boomers, they haven't hardly got a, a ghost of a chance. There's a few. Right. Mm -hmm. But there's... But yeah, you know, and and usually the ones that do have a chance are being homeschooled. Yeah, even, well, they, know, even they can turn out to be a mess. That's right. Yeah, because you know their parents believe in this Gentile nonsense, right? This word yes. Gentile has debauched Christianity. That's what it has done. So after Genesis seventeen five, Arnold asks. Did Yahweh God make a great non-Israelite Gentile nation out of Abraham? And did Abraham oh, father? I know who it was. You what? I know who it was. I yeah. Knew. I knew the, the non-Israelite Gentile. It must have been Nigeria. <laughs> right. You got it. You got it. Uh -oh, yeah, oh, no, yeah, no, uh, maybe, no, but they they maybe, never spoke Hebrew. Ethiopia, Ethiopia, <laughs> right? They never Ethiopia. they never spoke Hebrew either. Right. This is how ridiculous <laughs> this stuff is. So the Judeo Christians of the world are believing absolute nonsense, taking it seriously. Uh, it's essentially a Catholic doctrine of us versus them, and the them became the Gentiles. And then the Jews that picked up on that idea. Abrahamic nation, yes, yeah, the great right, Abrahamic yeah. nation of of right. beating the bongo drums into the night right. and yeah. doing voodoo dances. Yeah. I mean, come on. Don't yeah. you see? Yeah. That's where the Pope says, I don't care if you're voodoo, right. but you must also be Catholic. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. In, uh, in, uh, in, Haiti, in Haiti, it's 80% 80 Catholic and 100% voodoo. Right. Go go ahead. I'm okay. Uh, these quotes, uh, Daryl, um, are you with us? Yeah, Hello, Darren. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you can join us in this conversation because uh, you know we've been talking about the popular but erroneous distinction between Jews and Gentiles. Okay, there is no such a distinction in Scripture. That's only uh, an invention of the Jewish mind. So, but they define the word uh, uh, nation as Gentile. Uh, ethnos and goi as meaning non-Jews. But let, let's quote Genesis 25, 23. And the Lord said unto Rebekah, two nations are in thy womb. And that makes sense as translated. But if you use the Jewish definition of goi, which, which they say means non-Jews, two non-Jews, two non-Jewish nations are in thy womb. So are the Jews <laughs> descended from Rebecca or not? Daryl, are you confused yet? 
<laughs> well, I'm I'm not a, a a Bible scholar. I was raised in the I was raised in a Catholic church, and uh, you know, with this abortion uh, thing in uh, Alabama, they her rats in Israel. I know was making fun of us people that uh, mm-hmm. seem to think abortion is wrong. And I heard that in the Talmud, they believe that the uh, the the baby's not a, a person until it's or human until it's born. But yet here you're talking about scriptures where uh, our God mm-hmm. in heaven is talking about uh, yeah. two Bef- beings and, and a mother Be- and before I, they I were born. Bef- before they were born, they were not born yet. Before they were born, he knew us. Mm-hmm. So, so here again, Judaism Judaism proves itself to be a lie and not based on Scripture at all, okay? And so Arnold Kennedy asks, could Rebecca have what would become two non-Israelite Gentiles in her womb? Were Jacob and Esau both non-Jews in the popular concept or non-Israelites? It's Oh, well, one of them had to be an Israelite. Right. So this is this is what happens when you define one word, namely goy, as as Israel and not Israel at the same time. That's what they have done. They have defined that word to mean both Israelites and non-Israelites, and that's ridiculous. You have to have two different. It's just like American and Indian. Okay, so when uh, when America was founded, it was founded by Americans, not by Indians. Now you're using the word American to mean both Amer- white Americans and Indians. That's ridiculous. That's total confusion. Well, I'm Scott. I'm I'm Scottish. Okay, and I have a whole bunch of non-Scottish kids, so I think it can happen. You know? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, because they were born in America. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're Amer- they're I'm American. Irish. Yeah, yeah. There I'm Irish. Go. McClanahan uh, and uh, uh-huh. Irish lineage goes way back, and and we well, really to be proud of. You might even be related to Doc. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm related to this Brian McClanahan guy. Check him out. He's on uh, the Abbeville Institute. He's pretty cool. I think he's a distant okay. cousin of mine. Could be. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. I did have the battle. I did have the uh, southern version of the battle cry of freedom uh, tonight. That if okay. you wanted to hear it, it's like three minutes long. Okay. Do you want me to play that? And I wanted. To, I wanted. Yeah, to talk sure. About a, cl- a rant. Trump, yeah. Trump well, let me just. Let me just. Yeah. Let me just someday. do these two. Two more quotes. Two from the New Testament. Okay. And Luke seven five, for he loved our nation and has built us a synagogue. All right, so if the nation is non-Jews, why would they build a synagogue for non-Jews, right? Again, it doesn't make any sense, right? So, uh, and in Luke 23, 2, we found this fellow, that is Christ, perverting the nation. Well, obviously the nation is Israel, but it's the Jews who uh, uh, pretend that he perverted the nation of Israel. All right, so uh, here you have to be very precise in your language, and before you can discuss this word called Gentile, you have to know, who are you talking about? Does this word, do you follow the original? Why do you use this word, Gentile? 
because it's not in Scripture. It's a word that has been used to pervert Scripture, not to enlighten us at all. All right. So that's that's the basic point we're making here. And so anybody who sees the word Gentile in your Bible, scratch it out. Replace it with the word nation and then determine from the context which nation is being talked about. And then you'll understand the scriptures. But if you believe the Jewish lie that they are Israel and the rest of us are Gentiles, you will not understand scripture. You've got no chance of understanding scripture. Okay. So that's the basic point we want to make. Okay, Daryl, uh, over to you. And, and Doc, I got if, in a little weight on that, and I totally agree that, that our people uh, perish for the lack of knowledge, and they don't know what a nation is anymore. Mm-hmm, and they, that's they right. The, the, they, they, that's the civil, you know, the civil war so hurts everyone. Uh, to this day, and I think that's why you know people don't want to give up their rebel flag. And and uh, I wanted to bring up uh, about the gulags before we finish, but I'll play this little song. It's this girl. You can find it on uh, YouTube. It's uh, Civil War music, uh, Southern version of the can uh, the battle cry of freedom. Okay. And I really love when they talk about down with the eagle and up with our cross. Okay. Whoops. All right. Well, that's it's it's buffering, but that's probably pretty good. Check it yeah. out. Yeah. And uh and uh tyrant uh, our heroes are resisting tyrants and uh, it's just a beautiful song about freedom. Okay. And uh that's something that's lost uh, when we have people locked in secret prisons here in America like Francis Schaefer Cox. We have no sovereignty. We 
the the uh, Gideon's Army call today. A lady from Canada called on behalf of the Chicotan Nation of some Indians in Canada, and uh, they want their sovereignty back in their land from Canada. And uh, Canada refuses to recognize them. And they've actually named Schaefer Cox, uh, Mike Parsons, many of the political prisoners. They've sent letters to the United Nations and the in- International Court and. Uh, name them dignitaries uh, so that they would get uh, protection. So, uh, you know, we got an out-of-control government, and Clint Lawrence, we talked about his story a little bit uh, last week, and he, uh, he, was, uh, he was at a checkpoint. I'm trying to – I'm using another phone here for the Internet, so you have to excuse – bear with me. I'll get it to come up here. You need a split screen. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that was a great song. It's uh, Songs about freedom are virtually non-existent anymore, right? Because the, the commercial music, it's all about sex and perversion. And, uh, you know, I mean, the, the, the Civil War songs, both sides. You know, I, I love, I love uh, Dixie. And I love Yankee Doodle Dandy. I love them both, right? <laughs> and uh, we're just, uh, the materialism of the modern world is just uh, outrageously horrible. You know, it's just. We all buy into it. And we all buy into it. And you think of, uh, I felt down before my wife is like, uh, think of Schaefer in a, in a hellhole prison. That wasn't her exact words, but he was yeah. a, I've got the Wikipedia here, and it says he was a first lieutenant in the U.S. Army who on August, thir- uh, uh, August 2013 was found guilty of two counts of second-degree murder for ordering soldiers in his platoon to open up on three men on a motorcycle in southern Afghanistan 2012. And I followed this story, and I know that uh, – he was a scapegoat. I believe he was a scapegoat mm-hmm. because uh, some lunatic uh, Muslim, lunatic uh, so-called he was American, uh, went around and uh, killed a bunch of innocent people. And they've just released out of the secret prison a guy that had 20 years uh, that was part of the Taliban, and he was in the secret prison with uh, Schaefer Cox. And uh, certainly we, uh, we're praying that uh, – this information about uh, Clint Allen Lawrence uh, has got to Donald Trump, and he would pardon him. He was a serviceman fighting for the the Jew world order, uh, and doing his duty as so many young people and older veterans that we have today that that weren't able to have the internet or know that uh, what they were doing was wrong. I would certainly never encourage anyone to join the military. Uh, because nah, yeah. were fighting for the right. banks. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it, it's certainly a injustice. Look his story up, write him a letter, mm-hmm. uh, but let's pray that uh, Trump lets him out over uh, he okay. it could only make him. All right, so you're saying that uh, this guy, Lawrence, I assume it's L-A-R-A-N-T-Z, is that how it's spelled, Lawrence? It is, no, it is L, it's L-O-R-A-N-T-E. Lawrence. Okay, so he this was he was on duty uh, uh, during wartime in Afghanistan, right? Is that is that yeah. when this happened? Yes, in the combat and now, zone. So is is he being accused of a war crime? 
you know, uh, fighting the enemy? It doesn't make any sense that he would uh, again, actually. People that are, it says shortly after the soldiers of the 4th Squadron, the 73rd Cavalry Regiment set out on a patrol for uh, from a strong point. Uh, there was, there was uh, shots fired. Uh, they were guarding an area. And, uh, you know, it was night, and they were in fear. I, I know a veteran that killed a, a Vietnamese person at night. He was on guard duty, and he told mm-hmm. him to halt, and he was ordered to, for, to – and I know this from a personal experience of someone I right. knew in my life. And it, it affected him greatly that he shot this guy in the dark and killed him. And the next day, turned out, he was uh, – A civilian. Stopped. Vietnamese person that did not a civilian that did not speak English and was right. coming through at the wrong place at the checkpoint and he shot him and killed him and he would get drunk many times and and feel very remorseful for killing another person that didn't understand what halt and stop mm-hmm. and I told him to stop and halt and, and he killed him and so this guy was certainly Clint Lawrence uh, was acting in the line of duty for his country in a combat zone and some of these ragheads come up on a motorcycle, and they're there to fight terrorism, and they've got them all jacked up, kill, kill, kill. And uh, that's what they did. And, and yeah. uh, they needed someone to, they needed someone to uh, and maybe maybe the guys on the motorcycle were just guys, you know, going over to another poppy field or something. Right. Right. Collect some opium. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a yeah. war zone and, and he is one of our men, one of our people. He's a white man and uh, he certainly uh, does not deserve to be in prison yeah. for serving this, this country. And uh, you, you look at the story of Gordon Caw. He didn't want his money going to abort babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they didn't want him to go to trial and, and be right. a stand and, and a lot of, yeah. Okay, and, so and uh, so Laurent is obviously a political prisoner uh, because I, yes. I, I don't know what to say. How, how in the world can you be a soldier in a war zone and not expect to engage, you know, what you perceive to be the enemy? It, you know, how can that be a war crime? The war crime is the fact that we're there in the first place. Mm-hmm. That's the war crime. Once you, when, the, the problem we've got is that once we turn our bodies over to this admiralty jurisdiction, that it is about as uh, empty of anything righteous that there mm-hmm. is because it's just a... Um, uh, front line for the yeah. the cowards that run the banks and the okay. military yeah, industrial a, complex. Yeah. I have a little and more information. Becomes, okay, there becomes here, here. a problem, and then you end up with uh, there is some hope. Uh, one of these men that did get convicted by his superiors of killing a Muslim terrorist, and he was going to be convicted of murder. He just got uh, at least. A pardon. pardon by Trump. Yeah. Okay. So we do oh, very good. Some on the, but we, I got to tell you, we are in a period persecution of the people. This is going to happen in many venues. So it's going to happen all the time. Yeah, it's going to get worse. 
all yeah. over the place it is yes okay okay yeah daryl pick it up uh from where you left off well i had a little bit i had a little bit it says one year after uh the fateful july 2nd uh 2012 patrol the case had been controversial from the start and uh he was convicted on two counts of murder and one count of attempted murder Lawrence now 30 and this is a 2015 article uh, is serving 19 years in prison at a sentence at Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. Mm. Wow. And uh, the, the the address to write him a letter is at year of jubilee. Uh, .com? And, yes, uh, year of jubilee. Well, you just do year of jubilee with one e, the King James right. Bible, uh, slash Lawrence. Lawrence, And it's okay. Quint. L O R A N C E, and uh, everyone should be outraged. They say no, oh, yeah. no veteran left behind. And we have Charles Dyer, uh-huh. and Charles Dyer was uh, the Fourth of July Patriot guy. He was early in the Truth Movement. The FBI came to him and said they wanted him to infiltrate the militia. He said no, he would not. Oh. And it took him three trials. To, they took three trials to convict him in a state court. And the FBI was at his every one of those trials. Triple jeopardy. His lawyer was paid. Triple jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so, yeah, I, they just mm-hmm. try you until mm-hmm. they, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, uh, Judge Napolo Tano's famous speech. Uh, I think that's part of it. The government that will try you until until it convicts they you. They get the conviction they want. Right. The conviction well, they want. Well, I, I can sympathize with the guy you know, that you talked about earlier because I was in a situation. I was on uh, overnight guard duty, uh, and in in the boonies, but uh, along the rig- along the river, and it's understood by all the people. It was understood by all the people in Vietnam that you don't roam around at night, you know, because you're likely <laughs> to get you know you just don't okay. Yeah. So yeah, so I was in a situation where I could hear somebody approaching our position. It was uh, a moonlit night, but there was no way I could see the person. There wasn't enough light, and you know he was down on the bank uh, below. We were up high, and he was down on the bank of the river. And so he got closer and closer. So I just fired, and. Uh, then I heard footsteps. He ran away <laughs> he, he, from walking. He 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 went commenced to running. So so I know I didn't kill him, but I you know I could sympathize with this guy who did shoot and kill an innocent civilian. It's probably who this was, an innocent mm-hmm. civilian. But there's no way I could know that. And in a wartime setting, I have to assume the worst. You know that's what you're there for. So. Yeah. Well, if you're yeah. given orders, you do what yeah. you're told. You shouldn't be held liable. Period. Right. I was uh, doing what uh, I was that, told. That's yeah. A, that's a that's some command that has been trying to cover their tracks, and uh, it happens all the time. Unfortunate uh, for it could be any kind of race that has that happen to them. But I can tell you that the more often you fight for your people, our white. Uh, uh-huh. Our Anglo-Saxon Israelite people, mm-hmm. the more vicious uh, the response becomes. I dare not say, uh, you know, how I got on Leslie Stahl's Nightline. I dare uh, not even uh, tell you. Uh, right, right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Militia. Yeah. Doc was in the militia. Uh, Back to you, Daryl. John Walker. He's this American traitor turned uh, Islamic uh, Taliban fighter. And he was in in jail for 17 years. They give him three years off. And he was in the secret prison with uh, Schaefer Cox. And see, this guy, no doubt, uh, participated in acts. Well, he's treasonous. He's worthy of being hung. He probably killed Americans. Yeah, and he was American. I I thought he got released. He did get released. He did, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, they, after 17 years. Now, here's but, here's why. We have the oxymoron law of the devil being applied, and it's called rights as opposed to moral yeah, righteousness, or moral right. law. Or freedom. Yes, righteousness right. is not, righteousness does not equal something called rights. They're not the same. It's conf- it's confusing, I know, but that you know what this is. Um, uh, there is a way for us to fight. We haven't taught ourselves how to do this yet. We haven't gotten our men together in order to uh, teach ourselves, our men, the wisdom of how to fight the how to mm-hmm. fight this problem. It has nothing to do with guns. Right. It can be vicious without, you can get extremely vicious yeah. without having to go around in the woods hunting with a gun, you know, right. so to speak. Yeah, Daryl, uh, go ahead. It You're about to, to say do, something. Well, it has to do with the brotherhood. I have a friend that he's a, a professor, music teacher guy, very talented young man. He has four children, and he, he longs to be part of a brotherhood. He right? like really researched the militia, and I told him what you had said when we first started talking about Schaefer. Oh my God, he talked about the militia. And here's this John Walker. He's the first person convicted in the war of crime uh, 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 terror. He was. Uh, in, he's a traitor he was from North Carolina. It's a yeah, death penalty. Captured in Afghanistan. Yeah, he was captured in Afghanistan just months after we started fighting there. We all know that that's not a right war, but he was on the wrong side and he gets 17 years and he gets released early. He's no doubt going to be, and then they say, you know, they they say, oh, he possibly could be dangerous. They didn't, they have turned him and they're going to send him back and, and try to use him. You know, where one of our person like Schaefer, he gets out and he's going to be used to talk about liberty. And although we always say he could go and never have nothing to do with them and run as far to the hills as he would want into Alaska. And we would all be fine with never seeing him again because we just want his freedom. And uh, Mm -hmm. Red Ice Radio did a good thing this week. Check it out on the gulags. This guy, he's an independent filmmaker, and we've been trying to send him messages, and and we really would like to see him do a a low budget because we don't have a lot of money to to make a movie for Schaefer. There's been a video put out by this guy, Jordan Peterson, uh, from some of the writings from prison, and uh, a low-budget film. Mm -hmm. Conspiracy, very well spoken. The ex wife of Jeffrey Winehouse, because she had listened to the lady talk about the sovereignty in Canada. And well, what they do is they convict people under a a different law and they make them a criminal. Okay, um, I'm losing. Yeah, Daryl, you're breaking up. uh, Cutting out. Yeah, Yeah, Daryl, you're breaking up. 
You need to reconnect. That, it's cutting out. Is that better? That's, that yeah, better? yeah. Go ahead. Uh, please yeah. repeat what you said. Uh, but we lost about thirty seconds of what you were trying to say. Okay. I think uh, we he's uh, able to reconnect a bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, is, he's he, gone. He's talking yeah. about that. I think I think everybody that can that is hearing us can uh, understand. Is there seems to be an unction, a yearning, yeah, to have a brotherhood of something to be <laughs> Anglo-Saxons, right? Well, you know, more than just being white, more yeah, than of just course. being a nationalist, but yeah. somebody that, you know, actually can put something in, into right. motion that, of course, yeah. uh, is, well, is, uh, has, okay. has some uh, venom to it without getting yourself in trouble. Right. And okay. that's kind of hard to do. Yeah, and very hard to do. with only about three minutes left, uh, yeah, it's, it has to be spiritual. It has to be right. It has to be mm -hmm. Yahweh's law. Uh, Daryl, we ha only have about three minutes left. Uh, go ahead. Uh, wrap it up, please. Well, we're just really hoping that we could get someone to make a movie about Schaefer Cox. There's oh. a few movies out there. There's a few. Uh, there's uh, the Department of Injustice, Schaefer Cox. <laughs> do that one. And that was this guy that has the moonshine band. I'll tell you a good song. It's called my shotgun rifle and a 45. That's a great song. It's on YouTube. You'll find it. And that guy used his own money and he did this YouTube video, this, the, the department of injustice, the story of Schaefer Cox. But this guy that has done these movies on the Celtic films, it's called, uh, the, the, he's done three low budget gulag movies and he wants to have a, and he's a little bit quirky. He's like me. You're, you're a little weird. I'm a, we're all a little different. We all, people listen to us, uh, you know, no, like no, the, no, no, no. Just Irish people are weird. Just Irish Scots, we're okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jennings, he's all some men know, some men that know him, others won't know how to take him. And uh, <laughs> and this guy, he has a he has a good heart. And uh, I certainly we were trying to get in touch with him. He was on Red Ice. He did a, like an hour and twenty one minutes. And uh, everybody should check it out. He he wants to talk. He wants people to know that they killed millions of people because of their opinion mm. and because they couldn't they didn't have a counter argument and uh, if you want to find out about these uh, american political prisoners uh go to lone star 1776 rudy davis he's a chaplain who always carries his weapon i like to say and uh and he has a website called year of jubilee with one e like the king james bible or you could just do i hate the fbi all one <laughs> word and that right. will take you to year of jubilee and uh i love him he's uh and, and we are to remember our brothers in bonds uh 13 yes Hebrews 13 3 as ourselves yeah. matthew chapter 25 uh, right Mm -hmm. I appreciate Eurofolk Radio and you guys having me on here to talk okay. about this important topic because uh, these men are suffering. And, yes, they are. And we're very blessed with our lives. So God's ordained us to talk about this. Yes. Yeah. And uh, right now, that's all we have. Uh, the only weapon we have in the face of this oppression is the fact we still have freedom of speech and they can't shut us down without going through, you know, without corrupting the entire system so uh you know we're just going to keep pushing forward until and, and wake people up as fast as we can as many as we can all right okay so daryl 
Daryl, thank you for joining us. Doc, thanks for co-hosting tonight's show. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Eurofolk Radio. And keep the faith. Uh, pray in precatory prayers against the enemy. We don't do enough of that. Pray in precatory prayers and uh, pray for uh, our brothers and sisters in in uh, confinement. Most of them are innocent. And uh, you know that Zog is the main culprit behind all these things. All right, General, thank you very much. Take care, and Yahweh bless, and see you both next time. Take care. Peace and blessings. Free people will never remain free if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their final enemies. In this present crisis... Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem.